0: So much of you. At Los Angeles, 2017
1: Welcome to Out on the Lanai The only Golden Girls podcast you're ever gonna need to listen to I'm H. Allen
0: Scott And I'm Carrie Doherty And
1: this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls And then we talk about it
0: And we just watched Season 6, Episode 22 What a Difference a Date Makes Oh,
1: tell me about it Which
0: aired on March 23rd, 1991 And is the one where Dorothy goes out on a second date with a guy Her
1: or her Former prom or supposed to be prom date.
0: Yeah, John Noretti. Hal Linden played
1: by Hal Linden,
0: who's still alive, Um, still kicking. He's so charming and handsome.
1: He is. He's like Clooney, charming.
0: I I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about him.
1: Do you wish he was Stan?
0: (sighs) Oh, well. I mean, you and I have
1: rock and a hard place.
0: Oh wait! Do I wish he was my Stan or Dorothy yeah, Stan? D- your Stan? No, I wouldn't trade my Stan in for John Noretti.
1: Really? Nobody. I wouldn't trade my Stan in one, for George You Clooney don't have one pass, or for
0: Jake with the nose tattoo. No, I wouldn't trade my Stan Not in. Not one.
1: You don't have one person.
0: You now you're. We're talking about trading him in for someone else, or just like like a, you sound just like. like a fuck. Is there like a celebrity yeah. wish list? No, we don't have those lists. Really. We live in Los Angeles and we Ugh. work in the industry. It's a little too straight
1: people, am I right? It's
0: a, because I would name someone from like a nineties movie that I loved as a teenager and it no. It's wow. too that's a dangerous game. Okay. When you live in Los Angeles and work in the industry.
1: Work in the industry. Pfft. Pfft.
0: <laughs> Should, should we lie about who we are? We should. Before we get into this episode, we have a yes. few people to thank for donations. Oh,
1: we thank you
0: we do so thank much. You. We would like to thank, and I know this is the second time that we're going to potentially butcher his name, so I apologize. He loves it to michael jerkovic
1: jerkovic last time we said
0: jerkovic 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 Jerkovic, and we went back and forth michael you thank you so much for donating to the podcast again
1: and do you jerkovic
0: okay (laughs) moving on alexis puckett wherever you are alexis
1: do you hate that your name has forever been associated – Some it, it sends off Alexa's, uh, Amazon Alexa's, because that's what mine just did. Yes. Mine just turned on because yes. of it. So thank you, Alexis, for that. Thank
0: you, Alexis, for your donation. Thank you. Um, Somebody named Josh Dixon.
1: <laughs> Josh Dixon! Made a
0: donation to the podcast. Wow. And Josh, I have to say – is so incredibly sweet. So sweet. He's a great boyfriend because he asked us to say hi to his girlfriend, Stephanie. He
1: also cuddled with me last
0: night. Stop it. He did. You're ruining this lovely moment. (laughs) Stephanie is a huge Golden Girls fan. She listens to the podcast, and Josh so kindly reached out and and asked us to say hello to Stephanie. So, hello, Stephanie. Hi,
1: Stephanie. Josh didn't cuddle with me, but I wish he did, and I'm sure you would have been fine with it.
0: And uh, when we asked Josh, Stephanie, which Golden Girl he thought you were, he said that you're a Dorothy in the streets and a Blanche in the sheets. Oh! They
1: ain't going to be cuddling. They're going to be missionary.
0: (laughs) So, Stephanie, you've got yourself a lovely, sweet boyfriend. Hang on to that one. But to it's everybody who has donated to us recently, we thank, thank you so much. much. Hold
1: me, Josh.
0: All right. <laughs> Let's get into it. I
1: just made a straight man very uncomfortable. and I'm, I'm, He's not listening. He's fine. He's he Steph- might,
0: I think he's listening.
1: Stephanie's listening. Yeah. Josh is like, I did it for you, honey.
0: Why do you imagine that they're cast members from Roseanne? I don't know why. That just sounded like John Goodman to me. So, um, Dorothy is uh, gets a phone message from Rose written on a, a piece of yellow notebook paper. Remember when you used to get phone messages written on a piece of. Yeah. Remember when you get a phone message on I a piece of paper? I still use paper. paper. I still use paper, too, but when was the last time someone handed you a piece of paper and said, this person called and here's the message in their, their phone number?
1: <laughs> Actually, not long ago, but it was because my old roommate, um, she took – someone called. I was supposed to do jury duty in the city called and this whole thing and she wrote it down and then she gave it to me. Oh. Yeah, because she – Yes, I mean so. I mean, it happens, but you're right. It is it's a rare a thing. Time. It's a rare thing because people usually just text message.
0: It's been a long time. Yeah. Um. And so, in this day,
1: that 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 interaction that happened would have been on Facebook. Like that, he would have messaged her on Facebook.
0: He would have messaged her on Facebook or. Yeah, he would Can you imagine what
1: Dorothy's Facebook would be like? It would be all political posts that, like, are so perfectly written, but yet don't show the entire post because she can't stop at the <laughs> mandatory, you know, or at the, like, the suggested max. So mm-hmm. she just keeps going and going and going.
0: That's funny. I like that you picture Dorothy on Facebook that way. It's interesting that um, you mentioned Facebook because I was actually thinking about it as well because – Uh, after Dorothy gets this message from John and Mm -hmm. he wants to see her, he's in Miami. She hasn't seen him for 40 years. 40 years. She was like, this is going to be great. He stood me up at prom. I'm going to get my revenge. He'll see this beautiful, vibrant woman who's done something with her life. Facebook has ruined that now. I mean for anybody who's on Facebook and has people that they went to high school with that are on Facebook. I mean, I could go to a, cl- a high school reunion right now. Mm. I haven't seen most of these people since, you know, I was 19, 20 years old, but I know everything going on with them.
1: I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to do a counterpoint to that. I recently ran into um a fan of the podcast and it was just like a random encounter at Trader Joe's. And they were like, oh, you're H. Allen Scott. And I said, yes, I am. And when that ha- happens, it's either because of the Golden Girls or Cancer. It's usually a now Jew. Mm-hmm. Like, it's three different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they said, and they listened to Out on the Lanai, and they said that I looked much better in person than I do on the internet, which I found flattering, but also like...
0: Oh, okay. Do I look horrible online? No, you look great.
1: Um, but but I look different in person. So sure, okay. I, I, th- I think you know maybe maybe there's something to that maybe. maybe. And All we right. curate our lives online, so like you know what you see on the internet isn't necessarily what's happening IRL. Well, sure. I got some thighs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so when Dorothy gets dressed up for um her date with John, yeah, she looks stunning. She looks this, good. This might be. The first time she has this like blue and green silk thing on. She's got a blue silk thing under it. It's like it's cut like a V-neck. It's it's like you can see cleavage. Mm-hmm. I can see I'm um, like this. I feel like this is the most revealing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Top she's ever worn, even though she's wearing something over it. But Dorothy, we're getting some peeks of Dorothy's. It's baggy goodies.
1: revealing.
0: Yeah. It's she looks amazing, which is like
1: my ultimate fashion goal in life. Baggy revealing baggy revealing like sexy baggy.
0: I like sexy baggy. I
1: wish I could do it. It just yeah. makes me look boxy. But sexy
0: bag lady, though, that's something you want to stay away from. Mm,
1: I don't know. I could probably do that, too. <laughs>
0: you think so? Like a Home Alone 2 Lost in New York pigeon lady kind I of thing? I just
1: watched that the other day. <gasps> you know, it's not as good as one. OK, it isn't. It's it's like a it's like a weird farce comedy. Like it's slapsticky. It's more slapsticky than the first one. OK. As long
0: as we still both agree that Greece two is better than Greece, moving on. (laughs) I never. Uh, There's a such a great moment where Dorothy's like, you know, she's. Gonna hold it together. She's like, wants Rose to open the door at the perfect time. She's gonna be strong. She's gonna give it to him. And as soon as she opens that door, John walks in and oh. he's like, Hi, Dorothy. Oh, you're as beautiful now as you were then. And she goes, I love you.
1: <laughs> it's it's true because he's so he's handsome.
0: He is stunning. He's stunning
1: and he's sweet and he's nice. And he's just I just want him to hold me. Yeah.
0: He looks good.
1: He looks so good. He looks just, good.
0: Ugh. Is he? Do you find him sexier than Michael? Michael, Dorothy's son, Michael.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about another Michael in my life. I was like, "What?" That's personal. No, Carrie. I, meant, <laughs> I meant
0: Michael's the craft store. At
1: the I didn't mall. know you were bringing that up on the podcast, but okay. Um, no, yeah, that's interesting. They're they're sexy in different ways. You know okay, what I mean? Yes. Uh, yeah. One
0: one's old and one's not. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um,
1: one's poor and one's accomplished.
0: Yes. Uh, I, I love it. I love, I love that moment with her when, when, uh, she's, you know, she tries to recover. She's like, I I mean, I'd, I'd love you to meet my friend Rose. Yeah. And then she's like, take me to uh, take me out (laughs) to dinner. It's amazing. And then, uh, he leaves and as Dorothy's leaving, Rose is like, I thought you were going to make him suffer. And Dorothy goes tomorrow, I'll tell him he's the worst lover I've ever had. (laughs) I love it. Dorothy, a smitten kitten. I'll take it. I
1: love that. You know, I have a rule on dates. Like if I, if I pay for a date or if I like do something extra, like from what I'm not supposed to do, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to have sex with them. Like at some point, like even if I'm not too into them, but they're into me, it's like, well, I paid for dinner. So now I have to have sex with you and then it's over. It's not really related to this, I guess, but it made me think of it.
0: (laughs) Sure. I mean, this is, it. you know, whatever comes to your mind, you just say it.
1: I do. It's a problem. No, it's great. I'm sorry, guys.
0: It's great. It's led to some of the best uh, tangents we've ever had on this podcast. Um,
1: (laughs) So they're at dinner. and They're at
0: like a Renaissance fair.
1: Like medieval medieval night sort of like thing
0: question yeah what is up with dorothy going to like themed restaurants like dorothy she, hasn't well she goes later in, in the finale she goes to like that lobster place with lucas where but they have to put the but we've seen this place on. before with
1: blanche and and the hot guy what's his name with the tattoo jake yeah no
0: that was a different place that they went to no, they didn't they go there. to a
1: similar place no it
0: wasn't the, it wasn't a knights of the no, round table it wasn't table a knight but it was a, it was
1: the same sort of set
0: Anyway, but but Dorothy, and, and Dorothy went to Mister Haha's hacienda That's for true. her for her birthday. That was
1: Rose's doing, but yeah, you're sure, right.
0: Sure, sure. It's just it's just interesting that Dorothy always finds herself at these themed.
1: Yes, it's true. It's true. but the, I, you're, you're missing the weirdest thing here. Her father oh, is her the waiter. The waiter? <laughs> like, what kind of casting is that? That was just bad.
0: Uh yeah, it's. I mean, this is something we've talked about on the podcast before the way that, you know, um, Miles was Arnie before he was Miles. He played two But that of was at least boyfriends. five
1: seasons apart, basically. Like that was there was a great distance between that episode and this episode. We just saw Sal not long ago.
0: Yeah, well.
1: Like in the episode where Sophia got married, I think. And there was another episode like we and we'll see him again in a future episode when when Blanche's. Planches um plantation or whatever is gonna be torn down, like we'll see him in that episode in like next season,
0: I think we already watched that episode,
1: or well, no, we didn't because <laughs> she didn't jump out, no, we haven't seen that yet, okay yeah
0: um yeah it it's funny that um he you know he has a mustache yeah and and his head is covered, so you could you, you know what i'm gonna say this i'm gonna I'm gonna do what i the opposite of what I normally do and say back in the day. If I were watching this every week, new episodes, new no reruns, whatever, I don't know that I would have noticed no, that it was so No, I would have
1: noticed it. I would have. I definitely, because Sal is a pivotal character. Sal is something that they've had emotional moments with. You remember those moments. Sure. Like the moment where Sophia was losing, she thought she was losing her mind and she couldn't remember where the, the etching in the door was. Oh. And, and Sal came to her mm-hmm. and they had, a, they had a moment. I mean, that's a beautiful moment. That's yeah. a moment you remember on a show. And like, it's not like you're going to forget the fucking actor. Sorry. Mitch Hurwitz, who did this episode. Did he? I think he did. Oh. Yeah.
0: When you say did this episode, do you mean wrote this episode? Yes. Um, I can tell you right now who wrote this episode. Mark Cherry and Jamie Wooten wrote this episode. Oh, so Mark you Cherry. take it up with them.
1: I will, Mark Cherry.
0: Um, I, the, the waiter who's playing the Gilligan's Island theme song is playing it on a contemporary acoustic guitar.
1: It's right back and you hear that there.
0: That must have been on the same network, right? What? The Gilligan's Golden Girls Island? in Gilligan's Island? No,
1: I think Gilligan's Island is CBS.
0: Really? Oh. Yeah. I
1: don't know why I know that. I could be wrong, though.
0: It's it's just, it's so funny. They're, again, like, they're at a place. They're at, like, a medieval times, and he's Let's playing Gilligan's Island. That just made me laugh. Yeah, that is funny. Um, So when Dorothy is sitting uh, with him and, and talking about the prom um, and, and how he stood her up, John says to her that he actually showed up that night, mm-hmm. and that Sophia sent him away because she said he was dressed like a bum. Yeah, and it's so interesting to me that for forty years he thought that he wasn't good enough for Dorothy. She thought that he stood her up. Yeah, it's a shame that after senior prom they just neither one of them. It it, it sounds like one of those things where they were both so embarrassed that they probably avoided each other for the rest of That's the rest of the high school year. That's a weird thing to be
1: embarrassed about because like. A, you're an 18-year-old, 17-year-old, whatever. Like, you're not going to be that embarrassed by an old lady saying you look like a bum. Go. Like, that. that's not going to make you embarrassed. Especially if you're... Well... Especially, wait. Especially if he was the kind of... Like, when they were talking, mm-hmm. he was the rebellious kind of kid. Like, having a sh- short little Italian woman say he looks like a bum is not going to make him be like, Oh,
0: I feel so bad about myself. But it was more than that. Because later we learn that she says, you know, that that he's not... He's not good enough for Dorothy, and, mm, and yeah, you're right. And I think that maybe he was he was at a place where he was like a rebellious teen, and and maybe however she said what she said to him is what made him turn his life around. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was impactful enough. Like it made him kind of step back and and look at himself in the mirror and go, yeah. "Whoa, John, man, who are you?" I will say, <laughs> can you? <laughs> I will say, whoa, John, whoa, John, what's
1: happening to your life?
0: What's what's going on with you, man? I will say that at that age, I would, I, I would have been more embarrassed and just... I would have been embarrassed. I don't think that I would have took what a grown-up said to heart like that. But, you know, me and John are different people. Uh, I would
1: have doubled down. I would have got to Dorothy at school and have been like, yo, your mom's a bitch. <laughs> like, I mean, I probably would have actually.
0: Yeah, it's also interesting that... Because we so, hate our parents. Well, but it's... I when I, uh, I always go back to these things like when Dorothy and Sophia do things to each other that seem like maybe they're they're trying to do what's what they think is best, but they're still doing something shitty. Like when Dorothy told Sophia she was going to be the activities director at Cypress Grove just because she wanted to leave her somewhere for a while because she was worried yeah. about her the, the same way, because if you think about it. Sophia's doing something is sort of equally kind of shitty in that she sends this guy away and then lets Dorothy believe she's been stood up.
1: That is shitty.
0: You know? That
1: is shitty. Like, but at the Dorothy same time, like, what's 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 worse? Like, protecting Dorothy from going out with a, someone who may... I, I guess that's bad. You're right. It's bad. It is bad. On the Sophie. night
0: of prom, I say let her go and then try Wait. to take it from there.
1: Who did you go to prom with?
0: I went to my junior prom with my friend jimmy Koval, because i had just started dating my high school boyfriend uh jared who i grew up with he grew up across the street from me we were like we were like dawson and joey it's no big deal um i had just started dating him we were like on again off again ever since we were like 11 and 9 he was younger than me um ew well, he was a grade below me, but he was young for his age, his grade, and I was older for my grade. Anyway, then Cougar. Jared and I went to senior prom together.
1: Mm. And um, did, did it, was it like slow dance music when you walked in and everyone was like, they've known each other since he was 11?
0: Oh, I- yeah. Like Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer played, <laughs> and I, I walked. we walked in in slow motion.
1: Kiss me.
0: Yep, that one. Um, <laughs> not to be confused with the, I don't know. Um Anyway, wow. that was my... Yeah, we had a great time. I do remember during my junior prom, uh, this was in... Did um, you only go to junior prom? This was in like 99 or 2000. No, I went to both, but um, it was the time when like raves were a big thing. So like me, I remember I had glow sticks, but I wasn't like on E because I didn't do that kind of stuff, but I... I had glow sticks. I remember. I remember dancing with glow sticks, mm. like the only one.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's, did you go to prom? I, I did go to prom. I was. I was. Uh, I was. I wasn't eligible to be prom king. I don't think because I won homecoming king.
0: Oh well, look at you.
1: Sorry. So I went with. I went to prom every year of high school. Um, oh, only juniors and seniors could go, but I got invited because our a friend a junior invited me when I was a freshman. And then I was very popular with that light days. Gay. Um, and, uh, and then sophomore year as well. But then my senior year, I remember uh, all I wanted, I tried to orchestrate this thing where my date, because I, I had a friend, I forget who I went with. It was It was a woman, I forget who. And- <gasps> I don't remember her. I don't remember her. There's a lot I don't remember, cancer guys. Um, But I, but I do distinctly remember wanting to give a blowjob to a particular man, person in my class. Oh, I was like a chaperone in my group. No, and uh, and I remember the night ended. (laughs) The night ended because I failed so miserably. I was sitting with a straight, two straight guys. One who was just like. Who are you? He was like Sloth from the Goonies. It was like, how? who are you in my life? I don't even remember him. Sorry,
0: you were like Sloth? He, he was, like, was sloth. like Sloth. He was
1: like Sloth. And this other guy. Because he was. Because he was. Very large and loud, and just sort of like,
0: Aah!
1: and I was just like, oh ah!
0: dear. And he got
1: drunk, and it was really loud. And then the one guy, the strict guy I was with, was playing acoustic guitar because Dave Matthews Band was a oh, thing. Oh god! And I was in hell because I hate when people play acoustic guitar around me. It's my one dating rule: like, I will never date someone with an acoustic guitar. And I was just, and I remember just eating Cheetos, just like hating my life because I just wanted to give a head really badly. And it was like 4 a.m., and I just passed out and. That was my prom night.
0: <laughs> you guys should tell us about your prom nights in the yeah. comment section of this episode. Please do. So, when Dorothy gets home from um, her 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 just weird date food feast with John, her nights of the round table. Um, it's so great because Sophia has been begging Dorothy not to go out with John because she's like, you know, he'll break your heart again when Dorothy gets home, she opens the door and she's like, "Hi, Ma." <laughs> she does that great thing where we've seen Dorothy and Sophia have this kind of exchange um, you know, where she sits down and she's like, "Did you tell John Noretti to go home the night of prom because of the way he was dressed?" And Sophia's like, "Well, and she goes, liar." <laughs> um, it's great also um in that scene where Dorothy asks Rose, cause Rose is like sitting doing like a crossword puzzle. She asks her to talk to Dorothy or to Sophia alone and Rose gets up and she goes, Oh, I know what that means. And as she's walking to her room, she's like, somebody's gonna get it. <laughs> I feel I, like
1: I said that before she said, it. it's one of my favorite lines.
0: I feel like that was an ADR line recorded later. I don't think so. I think it is. If you go back and you watch that episode and you listen to the just listen to what Rose's audio sounds like. Because when you record ADR lines in a mm-hmm. booth, it, they can never match it to the way that it sounds when your your voice is in a particular room in a particular space. Yes. So I think that was a line that was recorded later. I think that there was just a weird silence and I, I think, that, think they, that they ADR'd her line.
1: I don't think that. But that's okay.
0: Audio experts out there, listen.
1: Yeah, they're listening to this and podcast. And let us know. <laughs>
0: Any Anybody who listens to Adam and I could be an audio expert. Uh,
1: that's true. That's true. So they have a, a, a bit of a moment where I think that Dorothy is being incredibly overdramatic.
0: I think she's being overdramatic. She basically because... says,
1: because of you, Ma, I married Stan. I, I hooked up with Stan and uh, you took away my choices, mm-hmm. basically, which is like heavy shit. It's a fucking high school date, lady.
0: Yeah. in the way that she... The way that she says it, when she's like, you know, when he didn't show up, I lost all my self esteem. Then when Stan asked me out, I said yes, and I got pregnant, and I got married. And 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 it's and- your own
1: goddamn problem, by the way. A the self esteem part. Secondly, you have two beautiful I children know. with this man, one
0: who whom is you might argue is is
1: so gorgeous. Yes, um, but you have two children that you love dearly with this man. Like that's not a mistake,
0: right? There are like three moments in this episode where she for, she's like look uh I'm you know sorry, like later when she's like sorry ma you know I'm in charge of my life. We all make our own decisions, you know, even if they're bad ones, whatever. And I'm like, "You're children <laughs> just, yeah, that's the one thing that really bothered me about her getting so upset. It doesn't with make Sophia, sense to me. Is that she was Dorothy was looking at it from the point of view of just like she married Stan and it sucked and it didn't work out. She's completely mm-hmm. forgetting that she got two kids out two of two
1: kids. We have some um, some fan questions because I posted a video before this episode asking if anyone had questions for this episode. Okay. Um, and Angie Smith, uh, this isn't a question, but she wanted to say that she tears up at the end of this episode every time, which is really sweet. Cause
0: I love the end of this episode. This, it's a great
1: end of an episode. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and Donnie agrees with me, and I think you, about why having the the, the Dorothy's dad as the waiter, it makes zero sense. And just Sal was crummy. Um, and then we have another one where hold on, excuse me, uh, where Hal Linden was, Courtney Kaysen says Hal Linden was the best looking man, even better looking than Jake.
0: Wow.
1: Which I don't know if I agree with that. Jake was different. Jake was more like a, Jake probably would have been like a, like a really aggressive fuck. You know what I ooh, mean?
0: Ooh, I di- I didn't know you were gonna go there. Whereas
1: Hal would be like a, oh, let me make you breakfast. Yeah,
0: I feel <laughs> like John Noretti is, like, more of a smooth-talking... Yeah, Jake's, like rough around the edges like he can he would be a great person. He'll make and, you
1: breakfast too though.
0: Yeah like go with Jake you go to like a cabin in the woods mm-hmm. where you snuggle around the fire mm-hmm. and he chops the wood himself and puts it in the fire. <gasps> Stop
1: you're giving me a chub.
0: Okay so that's what you do with Jake and then with John I feel like you go dancing.
1: You go dancing. He buys dinner.
0: Yeah you put you know on a know his nice credit dress. card's gonna go through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you ever go on those dates where you're just not sure if your dude's credit card's gonna go through that happens to me all the time. No. I date young guys.
0: <laughs> um, meanwhile, Blanche has been going on a diet. Oh my
1: God. This, her diet. I, Blanche in a moment of being pushed to the brim is Blanche at her best.
0: I, oh yeah. We get, in this episode, we get like little balls of sunshine. It's, it's little balls of sunshine
1: all episode Blanche. because of that fucking shake.
0: I love it. So every year, uh, uh, on her anniversary, Blanche always slips into her wedding dress and has her picture taken. And Which is so adorable. She's going on a diet of two shakes and a sensible meal. She's
1: slim fast. It's slim fast. I just slim couldn't fast. say it. Yeah.
0: Um so my I love this scene so much because of the moment where Rose hides behind Dorothy. Oh wait, wait. But when she comes into the kitchen and she's like, "Okay, time for today's sensible meal." Sensible meal, and she goes into the fridge and she's like, where's my tuna quiche? You heard me. I said, where's my tuna quiche?
1: I get five ounces of solid food a
0: day. Where's my (laughs) tuna quiche? And Rose is like, you mean that little pie? And like, five um, ounces is
1: not that much.
0: No, Blanche's caloric intake is, she's going to be catonic. Is that what it's called?
1: Catonic? Yeah. Where your body goes into like a certain state.
0: Catatonic?
1: Catatonic. I forget the word, but it's that. Nurses out there, leave a comment. Um, where your body like you have such like for so many days, like a low calorie intake mm-hmm. that then your body is just like crazy or something
0: to do, do things like atrophy. I don't know.
1: <laughs> my neighbor, though, my neighbor said I've been, I been—I had to lose a lot of weight for the bar mitzvah and then for something coming up in January. So I'm still like on that weight loss plan. And I lost like 20 pounds. And yeah, my, you look great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but my neighbor is like, oh, your face, it's sinking in. And I'm like, that's not something you say to me.
0: No. And my
1: face is not sinking in. No,
0: your face is thinned out a little bit. Thank you. In a great way. Thank you. But I think you always look great. Thank you. <laughs> um i love it and then i love it when she starts shaking rose and uh she's like it's okay you know i'm gonna fit into my dress tomorrow i'll just Just have have my my last last shake shake. goes to the fridge where's my shake where's my shake
1: (laughs) i like how she said where's my shake like tom hanks watching wilson float away like it was just like it was just so desperate you know it's like my
0: shake (laughs) <laughs> that's really funny it was yeah. yeah i got i got i can see that yeah. um and then i love the way rose slowly just <laughs> backs away and then lurks behind, hides dorothy. behind dorothy and she's kind of bobbing in place for a minute. it was she's so like, fishy i needed something to wash down the little pie and blanche is just like ah! it's so good
1: blanche pull yourself together
0: if it's any consolation i'm still hungry <laughs> It's so good. It was so little balls oh, of sunshine, Blanche.
1: Such a great, great, great moment. I love it. Oh, so good. And they're all they're all fucking like putting cookies together. Like, what I are know, they? What are
0: they Sophia cooking for? Is icing a cake. I don't know. Dorothy's
1: taking cookies off a of cookie sheet? I don't know what the fuck Rose is cooking with, but it's all it's delicious things. What where are they going gonna with this roast food? Yeah, the
0: chicken. That's what Rose roast is doing. chicken. I I think that Sophia, I bet you Sophia is going to ice that cake and then just throw it away. I love the earlier when oh, she takes yeah. the éclair out of the um out of the fridge and then she puts it in front of Blanche and walks away. <laughs> I love it when Cynthia messes with Blanche <laughs> oh, and Rose. I love it. I love it. I love uh, it. I love it. So then John shows up for prom. He's wearing a tuxedo. He
1: looks good in that tuxedo. Is he
0: overdressed?
1: No, it's prom, and he's he's an older gentleman, and he needs to show these kids what it's like to look dapper and debonair.
0: I feel like if anything, I mean, well, okay, it it just felt like a tuxedo. It's a great
1: no. Didn't you wear a, for a the guys wear a tuxedo to your prom?
0: No, no, No? they wore suits like in 11th grade. Jimmy Koval wore a zoot suit and he had a a cane and a hat.
1: Sorry, Jimmy. But then senior year.
0: No, Jimmy
1: was a loser.
0: Don't you, don't you dare, you <laughs> Jimmy? Don't, you don't know him.
1: I do, Jimmy. I know. I know his. We had types. a great time, and you know sure. what? I had
0: a, I had a fake stick-on tribal tattoo on my arm. Oh, I'd do God. it again in a heartbeat. You guys bore me. I had a two-piece. It was great. <laughs> it was mismatched.
1: Boring. No, we always wore tuxedos to my proms. Oh, we there's didn't. a picture of me. At, there's actually a prom date picture somewhere here. I think I'll look for it.
0: I was also obsessed with Dorothy's blue sparkle. That was, I, this is probably my favorite
1: Dorothy outfit. My she, favorite.
0: She looks so good in this. She looks episode. so good.
1: They both look so good. Oh, they mm-hmm. look so good because they're the same height.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they look so good together. Oh, I love them. He's so, like, he just looks so good in a tux. A tux, man. Oh, boner. Should I leave? No, Frazier's already ready. His legs are spread out right by you.
0: <laughs> um... Also, remember the old cameras? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Like the Canon camera?
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, Rose goes to take a picture of um, of Dorothy and uh, John, and she's like, say cheese. And they're like, cheese. And she's like, now smile. <laughs> so great.
1: And Dorothy's just like, just go with
0: it. Just go with it. So then... Um, she leaves, they leave, and then Blanche comes out in her red dress that this is a very famous. What are you doing?
1: I'm taking a picture of you and Fraser. Stop taking pictures. I can't help it. Please don't. It's so good.
0: Blanche comes out in her red dress that we we all know this dress. Like yeah. it's
1: It's her wedding dress.
0: It's her wedding dress. And it looks
1: a little bit like something from Tales from the Crypt. Like, I feel like I've seen, yeah, I feel like I saw that dress, a similar dress to that on an episode of Tales from the Crypt.
0: This is an iconic dress in the Golden Girls. Yes, it is. It's anytime. I I feel like anytime you just Google Blanche Devereaux, that, that photo comes comes up. up. Yeah. Um, who looks better in a red dress, Blanche or Sophia? That time that Blanche dressed her up.
1: Oh, I'm and sorry, she had the Blanche. Fake boobs. I okay. mean Blanche. Blanche, yeah. she does look really because good. Because Sophia is just she's you know know thyself like stick with what is good for you.
0: I also love that Blanche wore red at her, On her wedding. wedding.
1: Yeah, I think that's really great too. I never, you know, why women wear white. No. I mean, yeah, because of the whole virgin thing. But Queen Victoria started it. Oh. Because she wore white at her wedding, and it became a trend, and then it kind of
0: went over. And then Victoria's Secret. What? Victoria Beckham. What? <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, I love it. Uh, I love when she talks about when she's like, well, you know, Blanche, you had a red wedding dress. And she's like, oh, like. You know,
1: I, even I, me
0: and White, even I couldn't keep a straight face.
1: <laughs> it's good. It's really good. But I love how Rose so Rose takes the picture, and then of course, Blanche turns around. My
0: body's just as light and taut as the day she we were. She does will look win. good. I mean, it she fits her good. hips and
1: everything, but then she turns around and the back's open. And, and Rose, with such delight, takes another picture of her walking away, uh, which you know is going to be blurry, but it's going to be great.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, I like that Blanche. I, I like that Blanche clearly put the dress on yeah. and it wouldn't go up all the way, but she was like, "Fuck it, I, I still look good." I think the zipper good. broke.
1: It looked like the zipper ripped open.
0: No, I just think that she couldn't get it zipped up. Do you think she was aware or no?
1: I don't think she was aware. No. Oh, okay. No, I oh, think that's it, I think it like ripped open and it, or it popped. You know what I mean? Like the zipper just went apart, like it does. Um, And she, I think she was able to zip it up and it just went apart. And maybe in the, in the fluster of the moment of the excitement of her getting it on, she didn't realize that it popped right open. Maybe she's used to things popping off of her.
0: Maybe. Zing. Zing. And then it's interesting because clearly some time has passed, but it's, it's a little jarring, but suddenly we're outside the women's house. Yeah. And John and, John and uh, Dorothy are walking back to the door from.
1: Still looking good. Their
0: date. I was at first very confused as to where they were because John takes keys and goes over and unlocks the door. And yeah. I was like, wait a second. This is the, is this the girl's house or is this supposed to be where he's staying? Sta- is he gentleman. staying in an Airbnb? He's That's a- so weird that he unlocks the no, door.
1: It's, it's romantic.
0: First of all, why would that door be locked? That door is never locked. The women never unlock that door um, to open it for anyone. Do you
1: know what happened in the last episode? The cheat? They, had, they were held by gunpoint. They're locking their door.
0: That is really funny that that just happened. <laughs> and it is no longer. It would have been amazing if this episode just started with all the women in therapy. Just like. I just can't
1: get the image of the gun out of my
0: face. Yeah. And then Barbara. Oh, God. We owe our lives to Barbara. <laughs> oh, Barbara.
1: You know she's a lesbian now.
0: She saved us, though. <laughs>
1: No, he was just being romantic. He was he was treating her.
0: Yeah, I th- I just thought it was strange. I I was confused and for a it's moment.
1: It's nice. It's nice when someone does that. Oh God.
0: So <laughs> the theme of the the dance yes. is wear a condom. Which is great. What do you think that dance in the its decorations look like?
1: Um it's a lot of plastic.
0: A lot of latex. A lot
1: of latex, yeah. Um and probably a
0: lot of condoms blown up as balloons. <laughs> Instead yes. of a punch bowl, they had a bowl with condoms.
1: Yeah, if it was a, if it was a um, queer friendly wear a condom prom, it would they would have had like lubricants around. Oh, yeah. yeah, what else? I don't really know. A slip and slide. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, maybe
1: wear a condom. Slide right in.
0: I would just be. I would love to see a sign that looks like you know one of those like Enchantment Under the Sea signs mm-hmm. at a high school that just says wear a condom and in the, but in that same kind of flowy fun letters. And yeah, that's a, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and Dorothy's like, I wish Stan had gone to that high school again. Again, you're forgetting children. that her children exists. And that they are the loves of her like, life. How does she her not? Treasures?
1: Like, I can, I get you can be angry at Stan, but how can you not? I'm not a parent. I'm, I don't, maybe parents out there, maybe you can tell me this, but like, when you think of your spouse, don't you like think of the children you've had with your spouse? Like, isn't that like an instinctual first thing that you think of that that's what you two did and that's a good thing? I mean, that's, my mom always says that. Like, my mom, my dad was a piece of shit, like, horrible man, but I hope you're listening. Um, but, uh, whenever she talks about him, she's all like, but he gave me something really great. So yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like it's, she can talk shit, but she can also be like, but I got you guys.
0: Yeah. It would have been nice if, if Dorothy had that realization when she goes back inside and, yeah. and talks to Sophia. I
1: would have liked a moment like that. It would
0: have been nice. Yeah. So John ends up just saying like, you know,
1: that Sophia, Sophia helped, helped, him. helped
0: him turn his life around, which is.
1: A bit bullshit, and but And they yeah. kiss
0: each other goodnight, and he's like, you know, I'd love to see you again next time I'm in Miami, which I would have loved it if he came back and she was the one that married him. Oh, that would have been great. Like, it would have been nice for them to bring somebody else back instead yeah. of introducing us to Blanche's uncle. Um, but
1: we did get Leslie Nielsen out of it. We
0: did get Leslie Nielsen out of it. Um, this final scene with Sophia and Dorothy I absolutely love. So good. It's so great. I do wish... It's funny because when Dorothy walks in, Sophia's sleeping, and she kisses her, and Sophia's like, "Don't take me, death! Don't take me!" <laughs> uh, so yeah, Dorothy apologizes. Yeah, would have been great if if part of the acknowledgement was. And also, I got two beautiful children, yeah. Kate and Michael, and sexy, grandchildren.
1: Sexy Michael
0: and grandchildren and
1: and Lamar.
0: Oh, yeah. We don't know what they ended up naming the baby. I'm
1: thinking it's Lamar. Okay. Lamar.
0: Lamar. Um, (laughs) I love that Sophia (laughs) says sit on my lap. Sit on her lap. And you can tell B. Arthur was not putting her weight on a spaghetti at all. No. Um, And then it ends in such a sweet way where. So they, they kind of put their, like, Dorothy puts her arm around her and, yeah. and Sophia's like, you Sophia, know, okay, tell me all about it.
1: Well, so, and Dorothy kind of the, like nestles into Sophia's arm and a really sweet sort of like childlike way. And it's, it is, it's really, and she just says, she just starts describing the prom and it's a really beautiful, sweet, tender moment between it's, them.
0: It's like the moment they would have had if yeah. Dorothy had gone to prom that night. Yeah, And they're finally, it's like Dorothy's finally able to have her prom date, but she's also able to finally have that moment with her mom where yeah. she, she sits and nestles into her and gets to tell her all about the cute boy that took her out. Because if you think about it, if, you know, Dorothy didn't date a ton and then she didn't have this opportunity, you know, shortly after this, Stan knocked her up. And so she yeah. was probably also missing out on that type of experience with Sophia because Sophia was so pissed off when Dorothy told her that she was pregnant. And yeah, so it's so sweet. And Sophia kisses her head a couple times. Mm-hmm. And it's just
1: it's such a tender, sweet it's moment. It's sweet, so great. Sweet, I love sweet, sweet, it. Sweet, 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 no sweet wonder moment. it makes Angie cry. It makes us kind of tear yeah. up, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's Aww. the episode. Hey, it was a good
1: episode. It was. Really I loved it. fun episode. Yeah. yeah. What's
0: your takeaway?
1: My golden takeaway from this episode is that, I don't know, I feel like Blanche could have just gotten the dress altered instead of going through all, and also like the diet didn't really last that long. Like it, it takes months to like lose an adequate amount of weight in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. I guess she wasn't necessarily doing it in a healthy way because she was lowering her calorie intake a lot, but mm-hmm. like. If you, like, need to fit into something, like, I had to have a suit taken out recently, and it wasn't that bad. It was $15, you know? Yeah. And I fit into it, and I looked great. Nobody knew. Just suggest suggestion.
0: Seems like a more healthy alternative.
1: And I was able to, like, and I still lost weight, but I was able to eat and stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Not a funny takeaway, but no, just a, a real one. takeaway.
0: I think my golden takeaway is um, label your food maybe.
1: Label your food. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you if you share like if, a home with you someone. Share a
0: home, yeah. You know, maybe just stick a little thing on there. That's
1: one of the biggest things I worry about quiche. when if I ever do live with somebody ever again, you know what I mean? Cuz mm-hmm. like I live alone now and I I assume that the next person I'll probably live with will be someone I'm romantically involved with. But I worry about them seeing how I eat because I, the way I eat, nobody else wants to eat like that. Like, it's boring and it's basic and it's um, and I And I do worry that I'm going to, like, going to gain all this weight because the person I hook up with, like, will want McDonald's or something.
0: Yeah, you, you know... It's about self-control and stuff. Yeah. I think Stan since Stan and I started living together, I think he's eaten healthier mm. because I cook and he doesn't really cook and he, yeah. would, you know, Yeah, I would, cook
1: too. I'm a cooker.
0: So Yeah, I think, you know, you'll you'll find I think you'll find some there will be some good changes too.
1: Okay, well, I'm taking applications at <laughs> Um
0: That's been today's episode. Uh, if you guys are following along with the podcast, the next episode we will be watching is Love for Sale. Oh! So be sure to watch that one. It's a good one. And you guys can go to com. To uh, learn more about the podcast, to look at old episodes, we also have a store there. If you go to outonthelanai.com slash store, I believe, you can buy cool merch that's been designed uh, by Mike Dennison that he also sells on his Etsy page and his website. So much fun. You guys can also go to outonthelanai.com slash donate if you want to send us a donation to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, You could either set up a one-time donation or a monthly donation through Patreon, do you want to tell them where they can find us on the social meds?
1: Oh, my God. I would love to, Carrie. Thank you. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Golden Podcast or on Twitter at Golden Girls Pod. You can also follow me. H. Allen Scott on everything at H. Allen Scott.
0: And I'm Squid Eats Squid on Twitter. I am Squidzy on Instagram. And, and what
1: are you doing on IMDb?
0: I am co-hosting the IMDb show with a guy named Tim Cash. And new episodes are on IMDb.com every Friday. Uh, it's really fun. The episode that came out this past Friday... Um, I got turned into – I got – went to a special uh, makeup house called K&B FX Studio. They, they do all of the special effects makeup for Walking Dead. They have Emmys, Oscars, BAFTAs, everything. And I got turned into uh, an alien Ooh. called The Krill, a reptilian alien from Seth MacFarlane's show The Orville. Because oh. they do uh, the special effects, all the makeup for that, wow. by a man named Howard Berger, who's legendary in the biz. It was really fun, so that's on there.
1: When she says biz, it means business. Business, business, just <laughs> business. for all those non Hollywood types. And we had Amber
0: <laughs> Stevens West on the show, who's on wow. Ghosted right now. Um, mm. Yeah, it's really fun. Fun. So yeah, fun uh, doing some cool stuff. Exciting,
1: so. and I'm doing all kinds of crazy stuff on Snapchat, so you can follow me there.
0: Well, what's <laughs> what's up with uh, what's going on with Latter Day yeah. Jew? It's
1: it's it's done. It's it's, it's done. Well, the movie will be out next year, so you guys have another year to wait. But there's other things happening in my world. Just go, you know, follow me everywhere.
0: And as always, guys, thank you so much for all of your comments and messages that you send us. Uh, They're amazing. Keep them coming. We love talking to you. And until next time, remember, stay stay golden.
1: golden.